You are listening to our Chinese and English Journey podcast. This is Bay from Episode Five, along with our producer Grace. I'm honored to be today's guest. In this bilingual journey, we know language and travel go hand in hand. As many families know, traveling with kids is not an easy task. However, the experiences and memories are lifelong, particularly to countries of our heritage. Today, we have Ruby joining us from Canada. Ruby is the creator of Ed Kids Home, creating fun and engaging activities for kids. We were intrigued by Ruby's travel with her kids to several places in Asia, along with her extended family. So let's get started. Hi, Ruby. Oh, hi. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah,、uh, sure. So、um, I was born in Hong Kong, and I immig- I was immigrated to Canada when I was seven years old, along with my two younger siblings, who were five and also three.、Um, so we didn't have any relatives in Canada. So、uh, you know, I totally have a big respect for my parents to have a huge courage to just immigrated from.、Um, Hong Kong to Canada, so、um, I'm so glad that they did it. But at the same time,、um, our culture in Chinese kind of got diluted, and I still want to save it back、uh, to my next generation. So、um, I can speak Cantonese, Chinese fluently. I can read and write,、um, so、um, around intermediate level. And I'm also learning Mandarin right now through an app called Pinsler. Um, because I think、um, it is really important, and I want my kids to know it in the future. <laughs> yes, and my kids are six and three. Great! Wow, that sounds very interesting.、Um, can you tell us a little bit about your bilingual setup at home currently with your children? So、uh, we basically have a major rule, which is Chinese in at home. Um, so no English, just Chinese.、Um, but again,、um, because we,、um, you know, English is still pretty、uh, primary language, so we do speak Chinglish. That's why we call it mix of Chinese and English at the same time. But、uh, right now, I,、uh, my husband and I are trying very hard to just speak at home, like a hundred percent Chinese, so that they can get exposed to the vocabulary. And、um, during Covid、um, pandemic times,、um, so I actually got a really good chance to homeschool my daughter when she was three for eighteen months. So、um, in Canada, our maternal leave is eighteen、uh, months. So that's therefore <laughs> I'm blessed to have that amount of time to homeschool my daughter and at the same time take care of my、um, baby. Uh, but at the same time, she missed、uh, one and a half years of kindergarten.、Um, Which uh, was um, I wasn't. It was a a bit of concern because of the social aspect. But I do try my best to you know get her to meet other kids、um, from Facebook groups who are also homeschooling.、Um, so during homeschool times,、um, you know I teach her a lot of subjects and also Chinese at the same time.、Um, you know we do a lot of reading. We do a lot of fun activities、um, and so on. Uh, but now that I'm back to my full time job,、um, so I have to put her back in public school.、Um, so she's currently enrolled in a French immersion school where they learn fifty percent French and fifty percent English.、Uh, but because I'm really focused on teaching her Chinese, so I'm not 
doing anything for her um, for French. So um, you know, she's just gonna learn French on her own from school and from the iPad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the only thing she does um, other than me teaching her Chinese is going to the Saturday Chinese school uh, for three hours. But again, that's not enough, and that's why I'm supplementing um, Chinese um, through kind of um, you know like homeschooling. But it's a supplement. Um, and currently, my three-year-old son um, is in preschool, and it's just purely English. So after school, uh, we do a bit of you know um, home homeschooling time um, and uh, with Chinese and music. Yeah, so that's what they like. And, wow, that, uh, yeah. that sounds amazing. Is this where you also started your idea of the blog? Yes. So, because、um, I think it's really hard to keep my kids engaged in this Chinese culture and language. I mean, every day, I'm like, hey, you know, remind them, no, please speak in Chinese. <laughs> Or, you know, it's hard, and you know, trying to get them watch Chinese.、Um, TV,、uh, you know, we we listen to podcasts、uh, usually in the morning when they eat breakfast. So there are a good, a, a pretty good number、um, amount of Cantonese podcasts that will expose them. You know, there's like、um, stories.、Uh, we also do some.、Um, activities,、um, fun activities, not just you know doing some like. You know those like worksheets where it's all black and white, and they practice writing Chinese. <laughs> they don't really enjoy that much, but then、um, sometimes you know once a week I'll give one of those to them. But then other times I try to make it fun since you know they had a whole day of school, so it'll be you know nice to have fun times at home.、Um, and then there are some apps that I also let them do you know whenever I need to cook or anything and.、Um, So that's really what、uh, we do、uh, in order to have a learning environment at home, and、uh, because one of my top priorities is sustaining their interest for learning, so therefore、um, that's where my website Ed Kids Home comes in. So with the intention of providing helpful resources, ideas, activities、um, to other parents,、um, so this is where the website comes in. So Ed Kids Home that means. Um, dedicated to educating kids at home, so home in this,、um, like this is、um, the meaning of home for my website. It's not, it's not just you know a, a building. You know, it is a place where your children learn and feel happy with people and things that they love. So you know that the home that gives them the safe space where they become who they want to be. So that's the meaning behind Ed Kids Home. So, if you're a parent,、um, my web website is perfect for you. You know whether or not your children attend to public schools or private schools or homeschooling. You know,、uh, you know my website can benefit all these.、Uh, can benefit from the supplemental resources provided from the website, and also、um, I would be also kind of、uh, documenting our bilingual Chinese、um, learning journey,、um, in addition to all these helpful resources that are available for free. Great. We'll definitely list that down for the listeners so they can easily access that website. Wow, sounds very busy、um, <laughs> with all this learning and activity, and also on top of it, all the different languages that's going on for the children. They're very lucky in that aspect.、Mm-hmm. I think we want to just kind of also talk a little bit about,、um, you know, what we were really intrigued by as well with、um, your story is particularly your family and your travels to Asia. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? So、uh, my daughter、uh, 
went to Asia two times. So the first trip uh, was happened in 2017. Uh, we brought her back to Hong Kong when she was one. It was very tiring for us because she just started learning how to walk. And with the long flight of what, like 14 hours and, um, you know, we literally have to walk back and forth in the airplane for hours. And, and, um, um, and the jet lag was pretty um, tough. But then other than that, um, it was amazing. She had a blast. We have a lot of family gatherings uh, that occur either at homes or restaurants, which you know, uh, make her exposed to a lot of variety of foods. So um, we went together as the family of three at that time. Um, so that was before my son was born. But at the same time, we have a lot of relatives and friends in Hong Kong to meet, and mostly from my side of the family. So we went for three weeks, which is pretty good amount. I mean, it would be nice to have a longer time to go, but because of our full-time job, we can't really take that many number of um, weeks of vacations. Uh, but for the three weeks, you know, she's allowed to bond with uh, relatives and even her great-grandma, who's like 97, 92 around that time, and of course, cousins. Um, you know, seeing... Um, it's such a great joy, you know, seeing all these warmth, happiness from many people, from extended family, and, you know, for her, and she's also getting all the attention. And because she's so used to getting attention from so many people, she's not shy around people at all, even till now. Um, and we, because Hong Kong is a really crowded city, uh, uh, you know, the, the population density is one of the highest in the world. Uh, you know, strollers are <laughs> not really useful, especially the ones we use in Canada. We, there's no way we can use our heavy, um, big stroller um, in Canada. So uh, we ended up just buying one of those really cheap umbrella strollers, uh, you know, the $30 ones um, from Costco. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Costco, but um, yeah, so we just kind of you know, it's really easy. Just fold it and then, you know, whenever you put it in the corner and it's good. Um, but other than that, we've been just um, carrying her on a carrier the whole time. And it's a quite of a workout. Yeah. And then that was the first trip. The second trip was totally different. Um, second time was around end of 2018s and that's when she was three so uh we are we went to shanghai and also yangshao which is one part of china uh another part of china uh with my well my husband's side of the family so it's a whole group of people um the main reason why we are going it's because my daughter's great-grandmother who was 97 wants to go so um, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I want my great grandkids to go. And, um, you know, so she's only the, she's, she's really the first, uh, the only grandkids she has right at that, that time. So, um, so uh, we went with the great grandparents and all her great aunts um, and also my mother-in-law. So we have a whole big group of people going uh, together. And it's also three weeks during the end of October. And, uh, what's good about that time, it's because um, the weather is nice, not much people, um, you know, it, it's it's awesome. Um, so um, so um, usually my, uh, my um, her great um, my, her great grand aunts and the great grandmother 
go to Shanghai um, on a yearly basis. So this is the year that we decide to join and, you know, let, let her expose to what China is like. Um, and it's pretty it's 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 a really funny experience because every time where wherever we go we have a whole big group of seniors you know me pushing a stroller and one of the aunts uh, will push uh, the grandma with a wheelchair and then <laughs> and then we'll be like oh you know please make way for us you know we've got a young child and a 97 grandma coming through <laughs> and everyone just kind of you know move <laughs> to give space for us um but it's pretty cool yeah um you know there's so many places for uh for us to tr- uh explore uh we ate a lot of authentic food like like a lot of food that i never seen before and tasted um even though i'm chinese um and uh we went to really nice hot springs um where there are multiples of pool with different medicine and um yeah it's really it's pretty cool like the scenery is really nice it's like um you know those um the, the gardens like the chinese gardens it's, it's yeah it's really nice um um so food is really good it was hairy crab se- uh season so we so one of the traditions um is that when um from the family members in Shanghai is that, uh, you know, we, the first day that we met them, um, they gave us a whole pot of hair crabs and it was kind of like a gift. And then we're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and then um, there's uh, the female uh, type of crab and a male type of crab. And then, you know, we eat them um, together and it's, it's really good. Yeah. So that was the highlight, one of the highlights in terms of food and dumplings and um, the bows are really good too. Um, yeah. Uh, so another thing really great about traveling with seniors is uh, the itinerary that they uh, planned is really not aggressive at all. It's so chills. Uh, you know, we wake up around, you know, like nine and then we all go back to the hotel on six, uh, you know, get takeout instead of eating out in the dinner. Um, but there are times that we eat on dinner, but everyone's so tired. You know, the kids are tired, the seniors are tired. So it was, it was great. <laughs> so everything, everything is good. Um, and, um, so now, uh, now that we are back, we haven't traveled ever, uh, back to Asia because of the pandemic. But what's amazing is that even though now my daughter is six, she still remembers that trip when she was three. And that's because she's really close to her grand aunts and the great grandma. And because uh, they see them like once a week. So they kept recalling their travel experience. Oh, you know, do you remember the times when we go to Shanghai? You know, they grab the pictures and they talk about it like every week, basically. <laughs> so she remembers. And that's why she still remembers when, when she's six. Um, this trip is definitely a lot less stressful than the first trip because she's a much uh, she's much more older and we also got a lot more help um, and um, and you know um, she also get to travel in different t- forms of vehicles like the tok tok the bullet train because we travel from Shanghai to Yangshou so yeah it was that so basically that was uh, the experience that we had um, uh, traveling to Asia with my daughter Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, I 
didn't realize traveling with senior citizen was the way to go going forward. It kind of works really well because similar to toddlers, they wake up early and kind of go to bed early and on a much slower schedule. I think you're onto something. Yeah, um, like I strongly <laughs> recommend to just travel with, um, you know, the grandmas, you know, they're really strong women, you know, they help out so much <laughs> like compared to the last time we went to hong kong where we went ourselves like the the schedule is totally different um you know we have to go to dinner events and it's tiring yeah wow and can you just um kind of give us a little bit of under like in terms of the relationships um where does your because your great aunts and your kind of great um grandmas um where do they live and how do you guys um, stay in touch because that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yang Xiao is actually where the great my uh, her great grandmother uh, um, was born in. So that was her home country. So that's why we you know we want to go back and she wants to visit her family and then um, with her daughters, uh, aka uh, my my daughter's great aunts. Uh, so we live really close. Like we all live around like ten minutes within ten minutes. Dif- um, distance drive so um so um they all because uh, my 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 daughter is so blessed because she's the first uh great grandchild and all the grand aunts uh don't have any grandkids yet so she's really (laughs) she got all the attention from the grand aunts who are all retired and the great grandmother so every week um you know she would go to her grandma's house and um sleep over for like a night or two and then all the grand aunts will all <laughs> go and see them every week yeah and then um yeah so they yeah so it's like one of their highlights of the week <laughs> wow that's an amazing that you have yeah. so many family close by especially spanning in different in multiple generations that's fantastic i think you know as we all know with kids especially young kids it really takes a village to raise them um so any help and extra help especially family help is all is always great wow um can you so and you mentioned i think you know i kind of want to touch upon what you said about your daughter still remembers the visit to China. And even though she was three, can you talk a little bit about that? What she remembers and like what she talks about, just kind of how she connects the two. Um, It's funny. Like, um, you know, like there are times when I think might be her highlight of, of the trip. Um, It's totally different what she thinks in her mind. You know, I asked her, I'm like, ah, what do you like about the trip? And she's like, oh, I really like, you know, sharing the bed with you. <laughs> like, what? And then, you know, like, there's stuff like that she, because usually, you know, like, we sleep, like, alone. Like, she sleeps in her own bed, and then, you know, we sleep in her own bed. And then she's like, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I like to eat, like, uh, the bows and, you know, like, just really, like, different things. Um, but I think it would be, uh, she would give me a much better answer when I will, you know, let her see the photos. And then um, that's when she'll give me like a better answer. But um, yeah, but I think at the end of the day, um, um, just spending, you know, time together as a family, it's really the highlight for her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's great. And then do you think the relationship between her and the great aunts and the great grandmothers have strengthened um, because they have to share experience traveling back to great aunt's um hometown 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's kind of like their tradition. Um, so, so um, my uh, my my husband told me that uh, her grandma, his grandma, uh, you know, bought him to go to Asia multiple times alone when he was a young kid. So, uh, so this is where my mother in law comes in, and she said she wants to have that experience as well. Yeah. So does that? So, and I guess kind of going to my next question is this. So this trip really started for great aunt, and you guys kind of just went along with it and thought it was a good idea as well. Does yeah. that sound about yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, we just want to. Oh, you know, we we all, we we've been um, seeing them going every every year, and they, they talk about it during family gatherings. And then I'm like, hey, why don't we take along one time and then see what's like? Yeah, and um, it was amazing experience. Yeah. And do you think, like, in terms of the trips since Hong Kong and China and the Shang- specifically Shanghai, where you guys went, wh- what do you think some are some of the difference between the two travel besides the your kid being a bit younger and maybe different family size? Were there some similarities and some differences? Um. Well, it's different. Uh, it's uh, um similarities is um you know like probably the culture. Well, um you know like when you entered China, everything is Chinese, right? Like there's barely any English and, you know, it's busy, you know, uh, back in Canada, you know, there's not much things to look. I mean, if you go just walk on the street, there's not much to do. You have to drive to somewhere in order to, you know, get some entertainment or get something to grab a a drink or eat or food. But in China, um, once you just kind of, um, you know, um, get out of the hotel, everything is within walking distance. And that's something that um, really excites um, my daughter because um, instead of, um, you know, um, going to the car right away when you exit our house, you you kind of see a whole street of things, like all the food and everything. That's something that very similar and she's really excited about it. Um and um difference is um well for Hong for visiting um Hong Kong um there's so many friends and family relatives that we need to meet so it's so busy, uh you know it's very overwhelming at the same time, um but versus uh the Shanghai trip uh, everyone is uh going together at the same time from Canada to Shanghai, so uh there's a lot more bonding time, um. And um, everyone get to know each other pretty well. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Are there any upcoming trips for the year that you guys have planned? Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, well, right now, uh, we might go um, in October as a family to Hong Kong and also uh, Shanghai. So, again, um, the uh, her great-grandmother is 100 this year. Uh, actually no 101 Nick this year so she says she really wants to go one last time <laughs> and then it's her last time so of course we are in right <laughs> because she has you know she's she has been really you know uh, for the whole COVID uh, period she wasn't able um, to 
travel. And, you know, I, I, I have high, a huge respect for her. I mean, for, I'm, like, I don't know if I would be able to travel if I'm 90. So, um, I mean, I don't know any, any, any grandmas who travel at that age. But, yeah, but if she wants to go one last time, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And I'll bring the kids and then it'll be, you know, a really good memory. And then um, at the same time, we want to go back to Hong Kong too. Uh, so we're lucky enough that um, my brother-in-law has a place in Hong Kong, so we can always just kind of uh, live at his air uh, place. Um, so that can save quite a bit of money. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, your great grandmother is amazing. I <laughs> traveling at 90, I think traveling at 70 is already a lot of work. So that's amazing. She's yeah. able to um, still has the stamina and yeah. continue to do this. That's yeah. great. Well, um, she's also really lucky that her, all her daughters are supporting the idea. So they all go together, all take turns to take care of her, you know, like push the wheelchair and everything. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Another trip that I also want to mention is uh, my mother-in-law uh, wants to bring my daughter to Asia um, end of this month. So they are actually, so she talked to me about it for a long time, but it paused because of the pandemic. And, um, you know, I hesitated, like, initially, you know, it's a whole month that I'm not able to see her. And then she'll be skipping school for a whole month. Um, so, you know, I thought about it for a while. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, the pros away against the cons. And, um, you know, she said that how six years old is really the best time for her to travel with them because they're still, you know, um, not too old enough. To, uh, they're not too old to travel by themselves. And also uh, six years old is uh, the age where they will remember for life, you know, of their traveling experience because I do remember my six-year-old travels. So, um, yeah, so I decided that, you know, why not? Why don't you yes, miss school for a whole month? I'm pretty sure she learned a lot more. Um, at that month, um, not academically, but, you know, just everything, um, exposure. Um, and um, I talked to her teacher and I'm like, oh, you know, is she, she going to be behind for school, especially for French? And she's like, nah, she'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I felt instant relief. So yeah, like, um, like for sure, like traveling, exploring Asia will definitely allow her to, you know, strengthen the her bond and love for the Chinese culture much more than just watching on YouTube. And I feel like that's really the core foundation to be able to get them able to be fluent in Chinese. And um, and um, I think at the same time, she's also got get to go to Singapore. Yeah, I think my in-laws are bring her to Singapore and Malaysia at the same time. Um, my sister will be there, so she's, uh, she's going to sleep over to where my sister is uh, for a few days so that she can bring her to my side of the family to meet her cousins and they all can speak Cantonese to her instead of English and again and meet her other great grandmother who's around 90 90-ish yeah so um so uh I decided to give her a I'm gonna give her a travel journal and tell her to record her memories yeah and um yeah so that's her upcoming trip Wow. I want to, that's amazing. That's great. And that's very generous of your in-laws to kind of, you know, offer that. And can you, so you mentioned, so they're going to go at end of this month, you, meant, you mentioned? Yeah. 
Um, so which, can you just kind of elaborate a little bit, like which countries they'll be going to and it's going to be a month and how long they'll stay in each places? Do you have any idea? Yeah, yeah. Like? Well, they most, like most of the days, like, they're going to stay in Hong Kong, uh, but they will take a week, uh, a week and a half um, to go to Singapore and then they will take the train to Malaysia, I believe. Uh, so I think that was, that's their artillery. Yeah. And and in terms of preparing your daughter, what have you been kind of, what have you said to her and what's her feedback on it? Besides, great, I'm missing school. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. So I, I, I see a trend in her class. Like I see a few kids who miss school for a month or two to go back to their hometowns, home countries. Uh, so, you know, so I think it's not, she's not, the first one who's going to miss school for the whole month and um so that's okay uh but at the same time um so in order to give her more excitement you know we we kind of go to the library and just look for books about um hong kong singapore malaysia so she can know more about each country uh we also go on youtube just you know to see what it's like uh you know so she's more hyped up um and um at the same time i Every time when we travel, I, I create a, like a calendar and a map, uh, you know, the calendar will mark, you know, which day she's going to be um, in and where they're going. And then the map will be, you know, I will draw, I'll, I'll just kind of put like mark down which cities that she's going to be um, going. And then I'll um, put like a, like a laminate um, cover on it. And, you know, I'll put a sticker there with like, uh, like a, like a car sticker or something a plane and then so she can kind of move the plane um whenever um you know whenever she landed to each of the countries so you know so i think that uh, so at least she'll have a more clear um idea where she's going and you know where she's heading at which day instead of asking oh you know where are we going what are you doing today you know all the stuff so because she's always she does that all the time so so i feel like you know at least she knows you know what the plan is and you know gives her um and then at the same time um there's the travel journal that she can record um you know back what she, she has done for the day yeah wow and in terms of the language, do they, between your in-laws and your daughter, do, what language do they, languages do they speak with each other? Um, Cantonese and English. Okay. Yeah, but we, 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 we do recommend them to reply back in China in Cantonese and, you know, just encourage them, you know, just remind her to speak in Cantonese um, with your grandparents. Yeah. It's just, um, uh, it's, like for me, uh, my 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 grandparents don't know English, so we have to speak in Cantonese. And my parents, um, their English weren't that great either, so it's easy for us to just speak in English at home. But for my kids, it's different. Her grandparents all know English, and we know how to speak English, so they, you know, they feel like oh, there's an option, you know, to switch back to English whenever they like it. I haven't went back to Asia during summer and uh, living in Canada, um, I'm kind of afraid of the heat. 
So, uh, but I think one day I I just listened to um, your last podcast of summer camp. So that kind of motive, you know, kind of motivated me. You know, maybe I should bring them back in the summer, like and just stay under the AC or something. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's a really great idea. I do want to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think. Traveling with kids in general, no matter when it is, it's always work. Um, he is just another factor within the whole logistics of yeah. incorporating language learning in, throughout this process. Like nothing can stop us, right? <laughs> the weather, yes. nothing. Yes. Um, and then, do you think, in terms of the travel and just and also the interaction, the relationship she has with her grandparents, is particularly as well as travel. How how's that impact her Chinese learning and um, understanding? Mm, so for her travels, it's hard to say because um, she was only one and three years old. But at that time, all she speak is Cantonese, so her English wasn't that great. Uh, we we haven't really taught her. Um, any English because we know that when she starts school, she's gonna she's just gonna speak in English and we were right. <laughs> so, so um. But then I think overall this really highly uh the travels uh and her relationship with her um grandparents grand aunts really like increased her motivation in learning Chinese. So every time when I'm like, ah, you know, let's learn and read Chinese. And she's like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll do it. You know, like there, there are no complaints, you know. Um, and um, because she has a pretty strong, um, like a pretty strong uh, foundation on the culture and the, um, and the tradition. Um, and I believe like, you know, just loving the culture, um, the Chinese culture, like alone can make rapid progress in learning Chinese, uh, but it will be a long journey. <laughs> yeah, so um, like traveling in Asia definitely create a lot more, uh, many opportunities to learn the culture firsthand, whether it comes to food, you know, or looking at all the signs outdoors, um, you know, which are all written in Chinese to the point where communicating with friends and relatives and where a lot of them don't, no English so they naturally pick up like you know new words and phrases when we do everyday activities in Asia such as like going shopping or going to dinner gatherings uh, it's definitely a lot more effective than memorizing all these words from books uh, so I would say uh, yeah definitely it has an impact but um, it's more on the long run than a short one yeah, so um, so let's say if she goes back to Asia for a month, you know, like I I should have high expectations, you know, of her coming back and she's totally all fluent in Chinese. <laughs> like there's that would be unrealistic. But I feel like in the long run, you know, hopefully if uh we consistently expose her to Chinese, you know, bring her back to Asia from time to time, um, then eventually um. I know she will like um, Chinese, and uh, my husband is born in Canada, um, in Canada, and he's totally is she he speaks really well in Chinese, and so are some of his cousins. So you know, so I always like to you know ask my in laws and the grand aunts, you know, what do you do, you know, in order to, uh, you know, uh, um, have your kids know so much about Chinese and everything, and you know, so I learn a lot from them. 
was it like nostalgic bringing back your kids back to sort of where you grew up, like where you're from, like particularly Hong Kong, and then also for your, well, even their husband's born in Canada, but like for him to kind of go back with his family back to where their their hometown was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's definitely a different, like a really different feeling. Like for one, well, the whole family got expanded. Everyone has kids, so it's like whoa! Like all the kids are running around. You can't just you know book a table anymore. You have to book a room, like a VIP room or something, where the kids can just kind of run around when they finish eating. So that's a first. Um, second, um, you have to learn a whole set of titles for each of my relatives because whenever she sees like my uncle, you know, like we call like Yi Zhang, and I'm like, ah, oh, what does she calls you? Oh, Yi Gong, like you know, like I'm like, okay, what does she call? And then you know, I have a whole, I have to learn a whole set of roles and names and everything. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's good learning experience for me too. But <laughs> but then again, she's only one, so. <laughs> I mean, she won't know. She she just like oh okay, <laughs> but um, I think overall I would be one learning um that um, I mean I learn much more um in terms of the titles than her, but I'm pretty sure next time when she comes back uh goes back then she would definitely know more um on how to address um each of the um aunts and uncles and the grandparent uh great grandmas. Um, another thing is, uh, you know, which is kind of a downer is uh, we can't really go out at night with friends anymore. <laughs> you know, we got to fix the jet lag and, you know, tuck her in, which is really the most difficult part of the trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, there is actually an app and um, hopefully I can find it so we can kind of put link it with this podcast that um, they are an app that kind of tells you that you input which side of the family it is. And then how they're related to you, and they'll tell you how to address that person. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually, so our distant relative from my husband's side, who's Cantonese, came from Singapore, and he wasn't sure best to how to address everyone because it was a distant relative. So they, he's like, "There's an app. I know exactly how to address each person." So, may, we'll link that for everyone, and that'll be helpful. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, so because I think it's just especially when it's your mother's sis, mother's sister's sister or something like that, and then your kids are calling them and yourself are calling them different type mm. of titles. Well, do you, um, so, you know, given all the travels that you guys have done, do you have any recommendation for parents who are looking to do this? Um, any tips or suggestions? Because you guys are, especially your daughter, are seasoned travelers at this point, given her age of six. Um, yeah, sure. So um, I think I mentioned previously, uh, well, um, I, I, when, whenever we travel, well, when I get to plan the ITU, I really like to um, um, plan with her. So uh, what I do is, uh, you know, I will list out all the options and I'll be like, ah, I know where do you want to go and everything. Um, you know, she get to pick and I also pick, you know, it's not just for her. So, you know, she get, to, you know, let's just say she wants to go to Sioux or something. Okay. Oh, well, you know, I want to go to museum or, or I want to go shopping or something. Okay. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. You know that's fair, and then you know we ask the dad where he wants to go. So you know it's so it so we're planning that trip for the whole family, not just for the kids. So um, I think my goal is you know for everyone to enjoy, not just for the kids. So um, so they um, so that's one of the things that um, 
we do um, prior to planning um, going on a trip. Um, and then um, again, I would I, I gave her like the note a notebook where it has all the daily calendar and journal for her to record. So every day she would you know go back to the calendar and she'll cross. Okay, Monday is gone. Tuesday, and then she'll look. Okay, what are we doing on Tuesday? And then you know I'll I'll, I'll tell her to write, recite it for me. And then you know so she would tell her dad who would not look at the atelier at all and then, and then and then you know so and then she felt she, she feels like she's useful because you know that dad doesn't look at it and then you know she knows all about the plan and then you know it's exciting and then another tip is fix the jet lag like asap <laughs> yeah so like I, like once you land just fix it like i would not even let them nap like um or else they wouldn't sleep at all at night um because we had that mistake for the first time and she we she got her jet lag fixed the third week but that's when we have to go back so that was bad <laughs> yeah and uh um so i do have a few blogs that talk about you know tips and trips uh tips and uh, tricks on uh planning trips uh so i have a uh blog post uh which is 22 best road trips tips for traveling with kids you know so you have um like one of them is um you know having all these activities around so that they occupied you know um you know uh, you can't really use screens all the time so if you want to have some screen free activities uh we do provide like 17 free road trip printables for kids and we have that available in chinese in both traditional and simplified chinese uh we also have i also have another blog post that talks about benefits of traveling family so those are the few blog posts that i have uh talked about traveling um, so yeah, so so that sums up um, to all the tips and recommendations uh, for parents who want to have a trip with their wow. kids. Great. Um, do you have any different type of um, sort of preparation for your younger son versus your older daughter? Uh, yes. So he unfortunately didn't get a chance to go to Asia yet, but hopefully we can um, in October uh, with the grandma. Um, for him, he will be like if we go, he will be almost four. Um, again, um, he uh, just activities and snacks, um, and just read about the trip before going. That will hype up the trip, and they will know more about it. You know, um, you know stuff like that. Like when and then once we actually landed into the destination, and they see something familiar that they learn from the books. Oh man, that that like their expressions are are just priceless they're like oh my god look at that flag i know that flag you know like you know stuff like that yeah well well i think for a lot of our listeners all these tips and suggestions and especially um several of the activities on your blog post will be really helpful especially given that traveling is going to be coming soon with summer being coming soon for a lot of us so thank you so much um, for coming on the podcast and sharing your journey with us you're welcome yeah i'm so uh i mean uh, i'm honored to you know um share my experiences with you and um it's it's a it's a great pleasure to you know meet all of you guys who are also on the same bilingual journey with me <laughs> and going through the same struggles 